Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. My God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shalom, evening, everybody. I've missed all of you seriously, seriously. I've missed everybody. Oh. God bless you. It's good. It's good to be back. And it's good to have all of you here once again. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. You want to tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. Invite them. Tell them that the Lord God Almighty has descended on his mountain and he is about to move mightily in the midst of his people. Invite your friends and loved ones. Invite them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise. We give you praise. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. All right. Eternal Father, we give you praise and the glory. We honor you for such a time as this in your presence. In the name of Jesus. This is the day that you have made. Therefore, we will rejoice and be glad in it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we have come before your everlasting throne even to receive of your spirit. We pray that your mercies will locate us. Grant us the grace and the ability even to receive of thee and cause us to walk even in the fulfillment of our destinies. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that this evening, every agenda of the enemy that will be against us, by the power of the Holy Ghost, let that evil agenda be thwarted in the name of Jesus. We pray for grace. We pray for mercy. Speak to us, O oh Lord, even from your holy scriptures and from your everlasting progressive word we exalt you we give you praise your word is already anointed therefore let your word come forth with power and let it impact your people in jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah 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 glory to jesus God bless everybody.
God bless you, God bless you, God bless you for joining. God bless you all for joining. I believe that by the end of this evening's meeting, the power of God will come on somebody. And God will cause you to walk even into your place of glory. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right, all right, all right. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Father, we thank you. This is your day, mighty God. Do unto us that which you have purposed, that at the end your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, by the special grace of God, um, I've been away for some few days and it was a glorious moment. I went to um, see my father in the Lord. It was his birthday on Saturday. So I had to join my brothers and sisters to celebrate God's grace. Hallelujah. And um, we pray for him that the anointing of the Lord will increase over his life. We pray that somebody said it's not days or it's decades. Oh, <laughs> we pray that the hand of the Lord will continually rest on my father's life. That whatever he needs, even to fulfill the demands of God on his life, the mighty hand of God will provide. As sons and daughters, we go on our knees and we petition the heavens on his behalf that the grace of the Lord will increase on his destiny. That the Lord will lift him even to the place of prominence. That the Lord will guard and guide him and shield his life. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. And keep all of you strong in the name of Jesus. God bless you, my son, Dakar Prince. The Lord bless you and increase your glory. My daughter, God bless you and keep you. Tracy, God bless you. Bapa Rosie, God bless you. Elsie, God bless you. Annette, God bless you. Afriye, God bless you. Amabeth. God bless you, the royal pastor Nana Sapo. God bless you, my son Winifred. God bless you, Quedo. God bless you, God bless you, Veronica. God bless you, Ernestina. God bless you, the voice. God bless you, Erica. God bless you, Miss D. God bless you, Miss D. God bless you, Samit. God bless you, Francis Bonsu. God bless you, God bless everybody. God bless everybody, you know. Yeah, God bless you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. 
<laughs> God bless everybody. All right. I believe strongly that doors are already opening right now. Every locked door is opening right now. Every locked door is opening right now. The Lord is releasing grace on His people. I pray for you that the mighty hand of the Lord will touch you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let there be a ministration of angels even in your life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right. So, Mommy, I bless you. Do I God bless you? Oh, I miss all of you. I miss um, so Mommy Sandra and all the children. God bless everybody. God bless everybody. Hallelujah. All right. If I follow my emotions, I will not teach. So let me put my emotions somewhere and teach the word of God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We exalt the Lord God Almighty for his faithfulness for this wonderful evening that he has prepared for his glory. In the name of Jesus. I think for the past one week or so, we've been handling the matter of the journey to God. The journey to God. The journey to God. And one of the things that I've been telling us is that we are not going to heaven. Heaven is not our destination. We are going to God. God is our destination. So we need to understand. So in case you find yourself in heaven, it is a passage route even to God. So put that at the back of your mind. Heaven should not be your goal. If heaven is your goal, you are too weak. You are very weak. Mm. And you need to grow. Because the heaven, you have not been there that you are waiting to die before you go. I know men on this earth that have been to heaven several times. They are not dead. They are still alive. Not to even brag. For my own self, I have had the opportunity three times even to visit the heavenly places. I'm still alive. I did not stay there. Because the purpose of God for our lives is not that we come to heaven and stay there no that is not god's purpose the purpose of god for our lives is amazing strange and big wide deep and you can't just um say that oh this is god's purpose for everything as in once no because the purpose of God is like, you know, onion. Let me say it that way. You know, when you take onion, if you critically look at how onion is, you will realize that it is actually 
unfolding itself around itself i don't know if, if you have especially those of you who have been to the kitchen several times when you cut onion into two you can see that it is actually a coil so it has one whole circle around another circle around another circle around another hand. but when they put it in your hands it looks like something that is just one that is how the purpose of god is like so god's purpose might look like one thing when he's giving it to a man but it is not just one thing because there are purposes of god in god's purpose there are purposes of god in god's purpose that is why it can be god's purpose for you to marry somebody that is a man of god but marrying a man of god is not the original purpose of god for your destiny it is also another route to the fulfillment of the great purpose of god for your life and i want you all to have this understanding so that you know paul made a statement he said when it pleased god who separated me from my mother's womb according to his grace and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me so you see god called paul out of his mother's womb so that christ will be revealed through him and in fact that is the purpose of all humanity but put this at the back of your mind so god actually called us by his grace that is why i've been saying that grace actually is the is in the realm of calling grace is in the realm of calling and put this at the back of your mind too it is in the realm of your calling that you get your name it is in the realm of your calling that you get your name the word of god said something in the book of genesis chapter 2 verse 19 genesis chapter 2 verse 19 let's look at something here the bible said and out of the ground the lord god formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto adam to see what he would call them not what he will name them but what he would call them and the word of god said and whatsoever adam called every living creature that was the name thereof wow so your calling is superior to your name it is actually your calling that gives you your name are you following so god brought all the things that he has created from the ground the bible said even the birds that fly in the air they were made from the ground so an eagle was made from the earth and was placed into the air 
And the word of God said, God brought all these animals before Adam to see what he would call them. Hmm. And the word of God said, And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now, listen. When you look at the word name, it is actually speaking of character. Your character. I believe you can all hear me. good so adam was actually calling character not name as in the way we see it so adam was adam would look at a particular animal and said because thou will roar you get it so adam looked at an animal and said you you will roar then he looked at one and said you you will soar then you look at one and say, you, you will do this. So it was actually what these animals were to do that gave their name. That is why Adam did not look at a lion and said, you, you are a lion. No, that's not, that is not what Adam did. It will help you. I'm, I'm not going into that. That is not my message. I'm just trying to let you have this understanding. No wonder. There is always a certain power that backs every name. That power is called calling. Put this at the back of your mind. There is a certain power that backs every name. That power that backs every name is called a calling. And now listen, so long as that name is on you, it is calling something and something is calling it. Because it was as a result of that calling that that name manifested. No wonder. If you were born and you were named after somebody that was a witch, you will realize that you will be forced to receive witchcraft. And if care is not taken, it can destroy a lot of things in your destiny. Put this at the back of your mind. There are many people with that same name, but they are not witches. How come only your grandmother, your grandmother had that name? She's a witch, and you are now also loving witchcraft. There is something that backs the name. And that is the reason why we don't just name. Before you name something, first understand calling. Because it is out of calling we get a name. No wonder. When the angel appeared to Mary, he said to Mary, Woman, thou art favored among all women. 
And the Bible said the angel delivered unto Mary a great salutation. And Mary was like, what kind of salutation is this? And the angel said, thou hast been favored before God and before men. And the Lord is about to bring forth a glorious gift out of you that will be a blessing to the world. Now listen to me carefully. When Isaiah was actually speaking about the Lord Jesus, Isaiah gave a name about Jesus. Isaiah said, he shall be called Emmanuel. But when Jesus was born, they did not mention his name Emmanuel. He said, he shall be called. He did not say his name will be. (laughs) I don't know if you are getting what I'm trying to say. In fact, when the angel was even speaking to Mary, the angel also said, he shall be called Jesus. That means his name actually is not Jesus, but that is what he shall be called. And anytime we talk about you being called, it is actually on a certain level of an assignment. So it was the assignment of the Lord Jesus that made people call him Jesus. What I'm trying to say is that it is out of your call that you get a name. And the word of God said, And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? You need this. It will help you. You need what I'm saying. There is a difference between your name and what you are called. There are some of you, when we go to your senior high school and we mention Emmanuel, nobody knows you. When we mention Gayoyo, we say, oh, Gayoyo, yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> Some of you, your names were saponification. Hey! Some of your names were atia, atia dangbate. <laughs> so your mom named you Emanuela. Nice name. Nice name. You went to school, you said no. <laughs> said my name is Mama G. Hey. So mom came to the campus for PTA meeting. He said, Oh, my daughter is Emanuela this. He said, Emanuela what? Can you call me Emanuel? No, we don't know any Emanuel. Someone's oh mommy, like describe her. Oh, she's this, she's this, she, she does this, and ah oh. Then they mention a certain name that your mom has no knowledge about it. You come and meet your mother. 
May the Lord help us. And some of you, the nicknames that you... I remember when we went to Achia, during the prophetic ministration, I was just ministering to somebody and the Lord drew my attention to one side. Immediately, I saw a thunder. If you could remember, those of you who were there. And I got close to the back. Then one guy was now coming. The moment he got there, I said, I heard a name like Thunder. I said, that's the name they used to call me in my senior high school. <laughs> and because he had that name, he was very stubborn. Very, very stubborn. Everybody was afraid of him. So you see, sometimes what people will call you can give you a new assignment that did not come with your original call and name. So you have to be very careful. Especially those of you who give birth and you name your children after certain people in your family. You have to be very careful. I'm not saying it is, it's, it's bad, but you have to be very careful. It's not by force to name your son or daughter after anybody in the family. It is not by force. It is not by force. That is why God gave you a name. The man of God. Well, if I don't give the person, uh, if I don't name the person after somebody, nothing will happen. The name that you have given to the person, is that not a name? People have done these things and they have, they have named their children after witches. And their children's destiny have become some way. May the Lord help us. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. God bless you nations. May the Lord keep you. And cause his mighty hand to be strong upon you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Alright. So please that was just by the way. Listen. Listen. We are talking about the journey to God. Now. Had it not been the fall of man. There wouldn't have been any journey. From the side of man to God. Are you following? It is like this. We were all on top of a building with God immediately somebody told us that if you stand on the first floor which is at the topmost part and you look down you see some beautiful flowers we were told never to look at that but we decided to. immediately we looked through the window we fell now the moment we fell the person that told us that flowers are on the floor, they are beautiful, the person actually was on the floor. So when we fell, we came to the level of that person because he had already fallen. Now, levels have changed. Positions have changed. 
dimensions have changed. So the story building is actually 12, 12 story building, 12. We were actually at the 12 dimension when we fell, even to the first one. And we are trying to get back. Now, the way to the top or to that 12 dimension where we fell from, you will never find it around the building. Because there are some story buildings until you enter you will not know where the staircase actually is haven't you seen that before good so definitely somebody must show us the way and once we are shown or we are directed to the way the way itself will lead us to where we fell from. So now, the whole issue with man is that we fell and we are now on our way back to where we fell from. It's as simple as that. And put this at the back of your mind. Where we fell from is not heaven. We fell from God. So it is that same God that is our destination. Put this at the back of your mind. If you get to heaven, you have not arrived. You have not arrived. And in fact, heaven is not just one place that you say, oh, finally, I am in heaven. It, it does not work like that. It does not work like that. May the Lord help us with spiritual enlightenment that we will be able to ascertain dimensions of his kingdom in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Now, the moment we decided to find our way back to where we fell from, God said, you will not know the way because the building was made in such a way that nobody can easily detect the way because the way actually is also a personality and the building is also a personality. Not to confuse you. God now said, At that level of that ground, it will be very difficult for you to know the way. So what I'm going to do is that I will send the way to you. And when I send the way to you, once you see how the way is like, because put this at the back of your mind, we did not pass through the way to get down. We moved through the window so now we don't know the way and we don't know how to walk on that way 
Now, when the way was brought to us, we saw the way, and the seeing of the way actually is being born again. That is not all. Right now that you have seen the way to the topmost part where you fell from, you have to know how to walk on that way to where you fell from. Now, the way has another personality that can show us how to walk. He is called the Spirit. That is why it is in the Spirit that we walk. Walking in the Spirit is actually walking in the way to God. So, the Spirit is the one showing us how to walk because... The way is not like the physical way we know. In fact, that way is very narrow. And according to God, He said, as we journey through that way to him every level of that story building that we get to there will be a change in us so by the time we get to the final destination that is god we are going to attain a glorious body so anytime you move on that way, you begin to change gradually. It is called transformation and transfiguration. But there are moments we step two, we step two steps ahead and we draw back five steps. Hmm. And this has caused our walk toward God very difficult because the one that made us fall is still trying to pull us back he is preventing us from walking on that way to god this is the simplest analogy that you can understand about our journey to God but put this at the back of your mind where we are going is not heaven so that building we saw where we fell from is not a heavenly building it is God So we journeying to God is not a journey to heaven. No. Don't are you getting don't get lost. Don't get lost.
Are you following? Good. So you see, journey to God. Have you realized that? Can I say something here? Okay. Have you realized that the building I'm actually talking about is still on the land where we fell to? Can you can you imagine that? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Good. I said, do you know that the building where we are journeying to actually has been built on the land where we fell to? I wish I could say certain things, but I won't because some of us, our ribs might not be ready to receive them. So God will help me to cover some of them. <laughs> and I don't want anybody to say, ah, we said it. Ah, we said, prophet said, ah, we said it. You didn't say anything. <laughs> Even right now, what I'm saying that we are not going to heaven, we are going to God. Hey, it has become an issue right now. What are you saying? If you like, Check throughout scripture, especially the Old Testament. God never promised the Israelites heaven. Everything God promised the people was on earth. Everything. Everything. And we are the Israel of the Lord. Spiritually. So how then? Okay, let me just touch on this quickly before I move into the message. So now, the friend or the one that knows the way to the Father and knows how to walk on that way to the Father, he knows that you get to a certain point in the way because the way is like a whirlwind. At the same time, it is like the clouds that are moving in a whirlwind kind of dimension. It is also like that um, snake-like, I wish I could say something so, like the snake-like staircase we see in certain buildings. You see there are certain um, buildings, the staircase, it does not go straight, you know, up and down like we see. It, like it has curled itself. So as you are moving, you actually, it looks like you are moving in a snake-like kind of movement. Good. That is how the way is like. And we don't know. Because even if you are standing on the earth and you try to move yourself in the way a whirlwind moves, what happens to you? 
if you try to move yourself, three minutes, what happens to you? You become dizzy, and the moment you try to stand still, what happens? You will fall. That means, you, and the word fall here means where you are actually are, where the devil pulled you to. So we don't even know how to walk to God. Because the moment we landed on the floor, we became one with the systems of the floor. So now, the way to is a coiled way. And it's not only that, it is also made of wind, wind and clouds. So anytime it is windy and it is cloudy, I don't want to go to some places, let me be very... Um, you get it? So the way is a helical way. So if you try to work on it with human being mentality, you won't even step on the first stairs you fall down. My son, but what don't you get? I, that one I will say. Be very careful. I won't say. But when we went to the mountains, I thought I was trying to show them a certain way, but I stopped. Because I know people. People are not people anymore. <laughs> now listen. So the one that knows how to walk on the way is teaching us how to walk on that way to God. But this time around, this is what he did. He told us that he can't hold your hands and take you through the way because if you try for the first time, you will fall. So what must happen is that you have to change your mind. And what does it mean to change your mind? Change your mind from the way you walk. He's telling you that as a human being, you walk straight. And when somebody is standing at your back calling you, you can't quickly turn your back or you can't let your face, you can't turn your head for your face to look at your back whilst your stomach and the frontal area is looking forward it can't happen because of this kind of upper chamber i don't know but i pray for you in the name of the lord jesus let the hand of the lord touch you right now i command every sickness in your body to get out in the name of jesus you are free in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Alright. Are you all following gradually? I want everybody to understand this whole thing. Good. 
So now, we need to change our way of thinking. Hmm? Change the way you think you walk. So every man thinks he walks straight. And he thinks that if he does not walk straight, he will fall. You see, there is this thing, I don't know how they used to they call it, but in P, we call it a tech. So we used to, um, you see, when you, they have this Tiger battery, mm-hmm. the bigger ones, there is a certain blue um, plastic that actually covers it. I don't know if you have seen that. Sometimes you can remove it and um, put pen top at the circular place over there. Exactly. Then you swing it in a way that it begins to move. And as it is moving, the moment where it is called Alikoto, right? Okay, that is some place. Me, I've forgotten the name that we used to call it in. Good. It will begin to spin. Can I can I say something here? If you want to walk on the way to God, you have to change your mind and see that this is how you walk. You see how difficult it is? It is difficult in the natural because you think if you walk like that, and you stand, you fall. We are not supposed to stand. The moment that movement starts, you are supposed to move and keep moving because the moment you try to stand, you fall down and you come back to square zero. But when you are walking in a straight way as a human mind will think and somebody calls you and you stand, it is easy. Let me explain certain things because the the way to God is a whirlwind and that is actually the way that God will also pass through before he comes to the earth. Nehum chapter 1 verse 3. Nehum chapter 1 verse 3. Nehum chapter 1 verse 3. I'm showing you something now. And in fact, God willing, next year, I'm going to teach on this into details. I will say things. Nobody can do anything. I'm going to give you certain secrets in the kingdom of God. Are you there? Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 3. Good. The Bible said, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord has his way in the whirlwind. And in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet are you getting it so this way actually is a mixture of a whirlwind a cloud that is how it moves so when clouds actually mix with whirlwinds we call it a storm in the spirit
I'm not talking about the storm that happens from the sea. No, 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 no. no. In the clouds. Sometimes you can see the rate at which the clouds are moving with speed. I wish some people have seen these things before. That is how the way to God is like. And anytime you see that, can't you see that fear grips your heart? You want to run away and hide. That is the human thinking. So you have to change your mind and like that way before you can go to God. That is why the first thing to do before you can start the journey of going to God is called repentance. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God. is at. And the word repentance is the word metanoia, which means change your mind. Change your mind from the way you think you walk and now walk with the Spirit. Because the moment you try to walk with the Holy Ghost, it means you have twisted your whole self from natural thinking. Nobody in the natural will understand you again. That is what the Bible said. The Bible says that as the wind listeth, where it goes that no one knows. Such is a man born of the Spirit. Are you following? Good. So, the Holy Ghost is the one that will open your eyes. To see the way because the building is a strong building and the, the way to the topmost part is not found anywhere except your eyes. Unless your eyes are open to see, there will be no way you can get to the topmost part. That is why before you can walk with God, there has to be a change of your mind. That is repentance. And the moment you repent, the one that knows how to walk on the way will do something to you. He will divide himself into three. And when he divides himself into three, one will stand with you. One will enter into you. And one will come upon you. Such that once you are getting afraid by the voices that you still hear from the people at your back on the floor, he that is with you will encourage you and comfort you. And tell you I am with you. Be not afraid. Then the one that is in you. Will also tell you. You are moving. Keep moving. Take this step. So anybody that is born of the spirit. Must journey into dimensions. Where the spirit is not just with him. The spirit is in him. And the spirit is upon him. 
And the moment the Spirit comes upon you, at that moment, you cease to be the only person trying to walk on the way to the Father. You are lifted to a point where you can quickly come down and pick others with you. And the coming down is not like you have descended to the floor where you came from. No, that is not how it works. It is like I'm trying to get something to explain what I mean. Holy Ghost help us. Do you know that you can stand and pick something from the floor without falling to the floor? There is one thing you would have to do before you can pick something from the floor once you are standing. What is it called? Bending down, it is right. Exactly. You bend and you pick. That means there is no way you can pull others into the way to God without bending. And that only comes in when the one that knows the way has come upon you. Are you following? Good. Then gradually you begin to move, 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 and keep moving. Now put this at the back of your mind. You are not going to heaven. You are going to God. So all these things are actually happening inside you. Inside you, whilst your physical body is walking on the earth, these things are happening inside of you. You are journeying to the Father within yourself. And I want to say something very big, but it is good for you to understand. Now, in the very spirit of every human being there is a throne in the spirit of every human being there is a throne and on that throne is the king of glory never forget this on that throne is the king of glory not necessarily god but it is god but in the dimension where he is enthroned in the spirit of every human being, he is called the king of glory. 
I would wish everybody, everybody, I wish that everybody would understand what I'm saying this evening. If you get this, oh, you understand a lot of things in the kingdom of God. Are you following? Good. Now, this king of glory has a kingdom because there is no king without a king. You can never be a king if you don't have a kingdom. Then which people are you a king over? Are you following? Good. So this king of glory is in the spirit of every human being whether the person is a witch whether the person is an occultic personality whether the person is a natural human being walking on earth whether the person is a prophet every human being on this earth has the king of glory sitting on the throne in the spirit of this person now one of the things you have to understand about king and glory is this don't forget what i'm about to say every king is strong by the vastness of his kingdom every king is great and strong by the vastness of his kingdom when i say vastness by like how big the kingdom of that king is so kings don't like taking dominion over small territories never they will do everything to win other territories to themselves that is the nature of kings what am i trying to say the throne in your spirit is not exactly where the king wants to be he wants to extend his tentacles and jurisdiction from your spirit into your soul then into your body these places are actually realms and jurisdictions and gates where control of spirits can take place are you all following listen to me carefully oh. these things i'm teaching you satan is away so if you don't know he can use this against you i'm telling you lucifer is aware of these things he knows so deep inside every human being spirit there is the king of glory that king wants to extend his kingdom from the spirit of the person to the soul then to the body that means that the king is gaining territories and it will make him great because kings are glorified or are measured as strong and mighty by the greatest jurisdiction they have control and dominion over 
So, as God is in your spirit, as the King of glory, He must gain access into your soul and into your body. This, this is what has become very difficult with men. So, the Holy Ghost, who is teaching us the way, the Holy Spirit, the very day we got born again, the moment he entered into us, there is something called regeneration. 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 The word regeneration comes from two words. Re, which speaks of again. And generation speaks of, you know, creating a certain something, like bringing forth power. So regeneration actually means reviving. Reviving. And the word of God told us about the regeneration of the spirit. So the day we fell, our spirits were numbed. When I say numbed, I believe you can all hear me. Can you all hear me? Good. The, the day we fell, our spirits were numbed. And when I say numbed, it actually means that it has been rendered, um, I don't know how to make it simple. Like in P, Anansi See, sometimes, exactly, you, you don't sense anything. The moments that, you know, this thing can affect your hand, and when they put something in your hand, because you don't even feel that there is something in your hand. That is what happened to people that have stroke. You can lift their hand and they will never have any sense that you have lifted their hand. Numbness. So it has become lifeless. That is what our spirits became when we, we fell. So the Holy Ghost came to revive our spirits. He regenerated our spirits. Then our spirits came back again. It came back to life. Then the moment that happened, the Holy Ghost must also help in the opening of the way of your spirit so that the King of Glory can come through. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you following? Good. So there is an opening in your body. There's an opening. And the openings in your body, they are known as gates. Gates. G-A-T-E-S. Gates. Joseph, I'll take time and, ex and explain things, okay? I want to establish something before we can move on. Yeah. Good. And the openings in your soul. So your soul, your, your body, and your spirit, they all have openings. That things can enter and exit. So the ones in your body, they are known as gates. When you enter into your soul, the openings in your soul, they are known as doors. D-O-O. 
O R S doors. And the openings in your spirit, they are known as veils. Veils. V E I L S. Veils. Are you following? Good. I think I've taught on this before, but maybe next time I'll take I'll take time and, and explain. So there are gates in your body, there are doors in your soul, and there are veils in your spirit. Now, these places are serious places that spirits want to take charge of. They are heavy places that spirits want to take charge of. Now, listen, in the times of old, when a kingdom wants to protect itself from other kingdoms they build a great wall around the entire city then they have gates mighty gates that they have gatekeepers that are supposed to keep the gate and guard it from the intrusion of other people you remember even when the israelites were going to the promised land they had to break the wall of jericho it was a great kingdom on its own. So once your gates are invaded by intruders and they are able to break it, you are in trouble. So always there are those that are in our kingdom standing at the back of the gate. So if you have watched all those kind of movies before, those um, adventurous movies, you will see that sometimes another kingdom is trying to fight another kingdom and the people in the kingdom who are, you know, about to be fought, they will stand at the gate, at the back of the gate and prevent it from being opened by the other people. If you have watched those things before. Good. Muhammad share those movies. No? Uh, that's how that is how things happen in your in your soul, in your body, and in your spirit too. There are plenty spirits trying to take charge of your gates, of your of your doors and of your veils. But deep inside your spirit lies the king of glory. And in the times of I think um, it is recently that we have stopped, but in the times of old, you see, um, they call something trap door. Before you can enter into a certain room, they have the trap door, they have the door in itself, and they have a curtain. So you have to open these three things before you can enter the room. So the trap door is the gate, then the door comes before the veil. That is how this whole thing happens. And these are actually openings that lead into the realms and dimensions of the human being. Are you following? I've taught on this before, but I'll take time and do that. This is what I'm trying to explain. There is the king of glory in our spirits. 
So if the king of glory in our spirits want to express his glory into our bodies, definitely he must cross the, the opening of the spirit and enter the soul. Then he also must cross the opening of the soul and enter the body. Then he must cross the opening of the body so that he can manifest on the outside. Are you getting it? That is why the word of God told us in the book of Psalm 24, verse 7 and 8. Psalm 24, verse 7 and 8. He said, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Are you just watching like that? Are you not getting understanding to certain scriptures? If you really want to know this, the way the human being is the body soul and spirit that is how god made the tabernacle that he caused moses to build the tabernacle was in three dimensions i told you it is like a two-room house that has wall around it how many of us remember that and i told you that before you can enter into the compound you have to pass through a certain opening it is called a gate that is the gate of your body and when you enter you have to pass through another opening it is called a door then you enter into the the first room which is called the holy place then or the inner court then you enter into the last opening that is where you find the ark of the covenant and on the Ark of the Covenant is where the Shekinah glory of God appears. And then we say the King of Glory is seated. So the most holy place is like your spirit. The inner court is your soul. And the outer court is your body. So these things are actually happening inside you. But there are things trying to stop. That is why you can see a human being. The person wants to follow God. But when you look into the soul of the person, there is a door in the so-called imagination. Imagination. Spirit can battle with the person's imaginative door to a point where they will take charge. From that moment, the person cannot imagine what is right. Anytime he sees a lady, his imagination goes to the negative side. At that point, a certain spirit has taken charge of your imaginative door. And this is the work of the enemy. He wants to gain mastery at all the openings of your body, your soul and your spirit. Look at what the Bible said. Verse 8 of Psalm 24 said, Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. That means that even for the king of glory to move into your soul and into your body, there must be a battle. It is not easy. That is the reason why we can prophesy and still go on to do what we are not supposed to do. 
That is the reason why you can be anointed and still certain things won't go right because there are certain openings of your body, soul, spirit that are being hijacked by spirits. Are you following? Are you following? Good. So people of God, even though the kingdom of God is within us, it must become an external thing. That is what God is doing. It is starting from your spirit into your soul, then into your body. Then it now permeates through your physical body and it begins to manifest on the outside. And this is what is so amazing. When the king of glory is moving into all the realms of your soul, your body, it also means that you are entering into him. Are you getting it? So, in the kingdom of God, it is, it is defined as when somebody, when the Holy Spirit is in a person, then the person is in the spirit. The moment the Holy Ghost resides in you, you are also residing in him. Do you know that Christ is in us? And that's why the Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And the Bible says that we are seated in Christ far above. So are we seated in Christ or Christ is seated in us? The same thing. The day we received Christ, Christ came to dwell in us and we came to sit in him. But sitting in him is not all that there is. You have to keep entering more into him and the more you allow him to enter into you the more you allow yourself to enter into him i don't know if you are if you are getting it right the more you allow him to enter into you the more you allow yourself to also enter into him that is why if you want God to manifest as God within you, it will cost you. It will cost you everything. I mean everything. And I wish I could go further for us to understand, but the Lord will help us. It will cost you everything. I, I mean everything. Let me tell you the gospel truth. It is naked and dead men that God raises and works through. If you think you have covered your nakedness, don't come. Let that your covering help you. But those that have the Lord as their covering, That is why you always come before God 
and empty yourself. Because when you enter into the temple, the first thing you do, the first thing you see actually is the brazen altar and it is the altar of sacrifice. Once you get there, you sacrifice you, you are the one that you said you have gone to the medical school. You, you brag with that. Oh, you sacrifice it. You will sacrifice it on the altar. You don't talk mentioning your medical school as something great. You are not there yet. Everything. Hallelujah. Can you all hear me, please? All right. 
So that is basically how things work. And people of God, I want all of you to know this. God wants to express his kingdom. I told you that every king, it is actually the the vastness of a territory that he has that makes his kingdom strong. That is why God is extending his kingdom even from the place of heaven, through heaven to the earth. And it will not only end on the earth, it will move to the places, the regions of the sea, and even the regions of under the earth. Our assignment is to handle on the earth. And the assignment of others are in the sea and also under the earth. Let us still focus and do that what God has called us to do. And his glory will be made manifest. Listen to me. It is God's glory that he has set to fulfill even in the midst of us. God bless you, my son, Prophet Kobe Chris. God bless you and keep you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So, as you are allowing God to manifest through you, you are also entering into God. That is how the kingdom work is. Can I say something here? Good. So the first thing you have to understand is that I want to say something very big. Don't expect Jesus appearing physically without, or let me say coming physically, without him appearing within yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me take it again. I want to say this. The main reason why Jesus has not descended with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God is that the king of glory inside believers has not yet manifested through our bodies. Because these dimensions work simultaneously. As the king of glory is entering into our souls, manifesting into our bodies and manifesting on the outside, it is also pulling the Lord Jesus from the throne even to manifest physically. So listen to me. Many of us have wrong, you know, interpretation about scriptures and in fact we are getting a lot of things on the wrong side but the lord will help us since when did you hear them say oh jesus is coming soon he can come at any time he can come at any time so even right now as we are talking he can come i want to boldly tell you that it is not true 
You can take me to wherever you want to take me to. It is not true. And some of these evangelists, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you. Let me tell you. You see, Jesus will come. He will come. We all know that he will come. Jesus will come. He will come again. But you are not the one telling how he should come. Actually, you have to understand why he is coming. Do you know why Jesus is coming? Okay, let me ask you. Why will Jesus come the second time? And see many many Christians here. They are here. They don't have any understanding. They will say different things. I don't know who is teaching you. Why will he come the second time? For what? What is he coming to do? We know that he will come. But why is he coming? Oh, answer me. Why is he coming? Okay, some people said he's coming to rule. Others said he's coming to reign. Reign and rule where? Where is he coming to rule? And where is he coming to? Which which dimension is he going to reign over? As a king? Where? Someone said to destroy death once and for all. So after he has this, how will he destroy it? Like death. How? And when we are talking about ourselves as Christians, death that is on us. We are talking about us. Is Jesus coming for us or is coming to destroy death? So he's coming in What is he coming to do? That is what we all want to know. Pamela said, before he left, he said he was going to prepare a place for us. Okay, he said something like that. So why is he coming? So according to what you have said, is he coming to take us to the place? Okay, Pamela, okay, if that is what you have said, I want to understand what place is that? I want to know that place. Where is the place? How many of us can help Pamela? Osofo said he's coming to reign with us on earth. E, then what about the place he said he was going to prepare for us?
Okay, so I want to know where is the place? Where is the place? Is the place on earth or in a different location? Somebody said on earth. Wow. Then it means Jesus is on earth because if you say he's preparing a place for us and the place is on earth, then is he not on earth preparing the place? So where is he? He's preparing a place on the same earth we are living and we don't. <laughs> Somebody said in the realm of the spirit. Hey, where is the realm of the spirit? Somebody said he will reign with us on earth. And the place is the glorified body. Mm. Sir. Okay. So, how is he going to reign with us? In fact, if he is going to reign with us, who are the people we are going to reign over? Or oh, there will be no people. Because... The one that reigns is a king. And the king must have a kingdom. And in the kingdom, there must be a people. (laughs) Mighty God, help your church. Hmm. You see, so we are all here expecting that Jesus will come over to be a candidate. Are we not lost? Hmm? So if we are all thinking that he is coming through our own way of understanding the scripture, what if he has come crying we did not notice it? Because he only saw a big peep from the sky. From that side. From her. What if he has, he has even appeared to us and we don't know? <laughs> My son, I won't pardon anybody. If, if me, I won't pardon. I won't pardon. I'm not a pardoner. We are supposed to learn and know these things because <laughs> I'm telling you. I remember I began to teach these things eh, way back when I was in level 300. They, ta- they, they started tagging me. Hey! Because it is very funny how. One man of God asked the question and he said the Bible says that when the Lord is descending he will descend with a shout with the voice of the archangel with the trumpet of God. You have to understand what that shout is. You have to understand what the voice of the archangel which archangel. You have to also understand the trumpet of God. 
What is the trumpet of God? And when it sounds, what does it mean? You have to understand all these things. Today I wanted to teach, when I was in a car coming, the Lord ministered something to me about a certain mystical truth about the animal elephant. And I wanted to teach on that this evening, but the Holy Ghost just ministered to me to switch. So maybe in the course of the week, I will get time and teach. I was in the car praying. Immediately, the Lord showed me a big shofar. When I say shofar, I mean a horn that can be blown. And the moment it was... Having Jesus, that's what they used to call elephants. He showed me that and it sounded. And I saw elephants moving with tall speed. I said, ah, Lord, elephant, what is, what is an elephant doing? Like what? And he said, I will teach you. He began to speak to me on many things. Oh my God. But I'm going to teach on that in the course of the week. But I want all of us to understand this. So the trumpet of God, how does it look like? And what is its purpose? Why is it that before Jesus comes, all those things must work with, the, with a shout? Why shout? Which shout is that? With the voice of an archangel, which archangel? And also with the trumpet of God. Then the Bible said, after all these things are manifested, the dead in Christ will rise first. Not the dead in the grave. <laughs> the dead in Christ. So if they are dead in Christ, where would they rise from? They will rise from Christ. Not so you see, forget about those movies that the, the graves were graveyards were breaking and what kind of nonsense thing is that? That a believer that is dead is still in the grave. Do you know what you are saying? It's an insult to resurrection. So you think the one that died, you are becoming like Jehovah's Witness. Because they think that when you die, you are still in the grave. And when Jesus comes, you will be resurrected back to the earth. And you cannot choose any beautiful house on the earth. <laughs> you see, I always say this, that those people, they have a certain iota of truth. But they have misunderstood certain things. I love them because of certain activities. And they have, they have in fact, the right notion. Is there everything about these people when you look at it from the first glance it is right I even like the name they they put on where they meet kingdom hall I love it kingdom hall of Jehovah's witnesses the name is perfect we are witnesses unto God the greatest thing you can be for God on this earth is a witness, not a preacher, not a prophet, not nothing. The devil is not afraid of a prophet. He's not afraid of, a, of an apostle. He's afraid of a witness. Before you can be a witness, you must first stand in the place of priesthood. We are witnesses. Say, so go and be witnesses unto me in all nations. So our, our main call is to be a witness. It is in that witnessing dimension that God lowered it down into areas of the ministry. 
So the whole biggest mountain that must grow and fill the whole earth is called witness. Then the mountain breaks into seven. And these seven mountains, I've, I've actually thought on that before. So if you are at the education sector, you have to be a witness of Christ over there. You will not be prophesying like a prophet. But in that education sector, you have to be a witness. It is the greatest call. They have, they have thrown away the... Oh, Jesus. Right now, believers don't even know their end. Meanwhile, we keep singing songs. Our strength, thy grace, our rule, thy way, our end, the glory. You know that your end is the glory of the Lord. What does it mean? Still, we don't understand. We sing it, but we don't understand. They will now don't know what is ahead of us. A burden here, because Jesus bow, we are more sincere. We are best show because you don't know what it means. Because obiyanin yehoka, some will say Jesus bow. Oh man, so God may be the panesa we na de. There is nothing like that in Scripture. Where, where? The Bible did not say said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. There is no heart over there. There be a shame to see the Bible says, Hey, are you not afraid to include things in the scriptures? Bible says, Ah, may the Lord show us mercy. And yes, and also the Asia, Asia, the Edie, the Nigeria, do this point. So when you be can different things, you think that the person is is a liar. You see that thing? Especially some of you, you have you have raised certain men of God to. Let me tell you something. Can I say something here? The manifestation of the Spirit is very different from the ministry of the word i'm telling you that a man can prophesy does not mean that everything he brings out of the word of god is true it is don't believe that the manifestation of the spirit is different from the ministry of the word When I say the manifestation of the spirit, I'm talking about giftings. So that a person can prophesy, mention details, heal the sick, do these things. That's not mean anything he says about God is true. Go and go, go and read the book of Acts 17. The Bible said Paul went to a people called the Berean. Paul went there, he did miracles. People died, he brought them back to life. He did awesome things, but after teaching. The people went to take the scriptures to search whether what Paul was saying was true. In our days, because you have just prophesied, mentioned names and telephone numbers, anything you now say about God, we believe. We just believe because, hey, no, no, shame, come on, tell, hey, hey, you're serious. Hey. Where did we go wrong? That is why we are not growing. We celebrate gifts more than growth. May the Lord help us. And keep all of us strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are going to continue this message.
when I talk about kingdom, I'm going to continue this message. It will lead me into eschatology. So please, I don't want anybody to miss it in the course of the week. We are going to continue this message, God willing, tomorrow in the evening, exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time. So please don't miss it. God willing, this night at exactly 12 a.m., we are going to meet for priesthood time. So please, nobody should miss it. The Lord God Almighty is going to do amazing. By the time we are done with this series of the journey to God, you will know what is right and that which is wrong. May the Lord help us and keep all of us strong. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 0240 Keep supporting God's work and the Lord will be a great blessing unto you. In Jesus' precious mighty name. I'm also going to teach in the course of the week on why Christians should not celebrate Christmas. <laughs> and um, by the time we are done, you will know. <laughs> May God bless us all. And keep all of us strong. Some of you, Christmas, uh, you cried, Obey, you me say, Man of God, my Christmas gift. I will bite your, your, your ears. <laughs> God bless you, my son. Captain, Prophet, Kobe Chris. God bless you and keep you strong in the name of Jesus. May the Lord take you all far in Jesus' precious mighty name. Get ready and let's meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. for priesthood time. The power of God will come mightily upon you and you fulfill destiny. God bless you and keep you strong. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye.